Listener Production. You're listening to Darling Shine, a podcast by myself, Elodie Pullen, and me, Chloe Fisher. A place where we ground womanhood's unspoken experiences from grief to fertility and everything in between. Join us while we transform our pain into power, encompassing all emotions ugly and beautiful. Darling Shine is your chosen family and your survival kit for the unexpected shit life throws at you. Hey darlings, yes I know, it's producer Carly here again. Don't worry, season five is on our doorstep. While we wait for that, today I'm going to take you on a trip through time and the far reaches of the Darling Shine back catalogue. When I asked in the Darling Shine Facebook group what your favourite episode pre-listener was, I had a great response and there were a few standout episodes. We're going to start with Elodie's birth story. Note, in this clip there is graphic details of her birth. If that's not your thing right now, maybe skip forward another four to five minutes. And if you're looking for this episode in the feed, you'll need to go way back into the back catalogue. It came out on the 25th of November, 2021, and it was just called Elodie's Birth Story. As always, there are links to these episodes in the show notes for quick, easy access. Believe me when I tell you, I don't believe the midwives when they say the kid comes out of your vagina because it 100% feels like you're pushing this thing out of your bum. Like it is the weirdest sensation. The amount of times I had to say, guys, it's definitely coming out the wrong hole. And they were like, fuck, everyone says that. Trust me. It's not. And I was like, no, 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 it is. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) And then so two hours of pushing, which is a fucking long time. Maybe my pushing skills were not quite, you know, there. Mm. Um, It did, the head did start to crown. And this is where they were like, we can see the head. We can see the head. And like, Every time you're going for a contraction, mum and the midwives are just amazing. They're like, come on, come on, come on, come on, you've got this. Push, 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 push. And you're like, oh, my God, like it must be coming, it must be coming. And so they're like, one more, one more, every time one more for like 700 times and you're just like, I'm going to pass out because I'm so exhausted. I've yeah. never been so physically exhausted. Yeah. And my throat was killing me because I'm screaming and just trying to push and I'm not getting yeah. enough air and it's just. It was a horrible feeling, but not so much the pain, not so much the pain that I was feeling before, but just like this awful, like really, really, really bad yakka, like relentless. Yeah. And then once she starts, her little head starts popping out of my bum. <laughs> um, the midwives try and stop you from tearing. So they're like holding like a hot compress there and like they're like stretching your skin with their fingers. Right. So you're like not tearing as much so when her head was coming out they're a bit like this is the awful part so they're like okay push stop push stop so like the head's coming out and they're trying to get you not to fully push because they don't want it just to go yeah so that it's coming out slowly so that it's like stretching slowly Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean oh it's awful feeling because it's halfway out and they're like stop push stop push a little bit and you're like oh look it's fucking cut it's just the most I can't even describe it and I could feel myself ever so slightly like I did tear a little bit so I don't know if my perineal fucking massaging worked at all but I was tearing a little bit Mm. um so that was very oh that feeling was gross but it really 
like some people tell you they just go and tear like straight like all the way and that's apparently so excruciating so I definitely didn't have that I just felt little pinchy tears and then um and then her head like they were like okay next one this is it and her head just goes and oh my god the weirdest feeling like her little head's just out and they're like oh we can see we can see your baby like she's got he or she like it's got hair they don't know what it is and I think it's face is like down I don't know so I'm like on all fours Mm. and then they're like oh my god this the next one like it's all gonna flop out so like I'm like oh this kid better not get stuck like it better just flop out sure enough one last push and it's just like slithers out (laughs) it's the weirdest feeling but it was the best the best feeling and then they kind of grab it grab it out of my bum hole (laughs) and kind of plop it like on the floor in front of me yeah and I just lift little mini up oh that photo of you is amazing when you do that what photo is that there's a photo and it's like you're like you're holding you've got your mouth open and like you've got her and like you're like in shock and you're just like holding her in front of you and And the very first thing I looked at were her eyes and I honestly was and I didn't know what she was, he or she was then. And I was just like, oh my God, Chumpy's eyes. I just felt that straight mm-hmm. away. And mum and me were just like, oh, like we were just fucking crying. Yeah. And then the midwife was like, what is it? And I looked down and I was like, I think it's a girl. I think it's a girl. <laughs> and I was just so freaking, I was weirdly so happy it was a girl like of course if I was a boy I would be saying the same thing but I was just so stoked like I feel like I've got little best friend in mini and oh it was just that I cannot describe that feeling and from that moment on I was just like I'd fucking do that all again this episode also came up in the thread quite a bit and I often hear people referring to it it's the spiritual signs episode which is called The Girls Talk Spiritual Signs from the Other Side, and it was released on the 2nd of August, 2021. You know, I see orbs and things all the time, and now I distinguish whether it's like an actual light orb from the sun or whether it's like a real actual orb. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, you For know, a minute there we thought every orb was... Yeah, we thought every was, bird and every orb and every whale or every wave that crashed was chumpy <laughs> because, you know, we wanted to, oh. but... Now it's just this knowing, like I don't, my mum still says to me like, oh, what signs have you been getting lately? And I'm like, I, I, these things pop up all the time and I'll be with people, but I will, I don't even say it out loud anymore. I just go in my head, hello, chump, like you're there. I love you. I just know that whatever I just saw or whatever I just felt was a sign and I do not question it. You know, when you, you know, when you go with your gut, what you know is what you know, and you just believe it to be true and you don't. I used to try and be like, oh, my God, but look at this, right, right, and try and convince people almost. And now I just. I um, When when my grandma passed away in Bali after my wedding, oh. I was like on the way to the, the hospital and the I, and I still believe it this time. It was like 10, 50 or whatever, and then we got there and she literally passed away so soon after we got to the hospital. We all pretty much saw it all happen and. I still believe to this day that like her time of death was 11, 11. Mm. And I actually got it tattooed on my wrist while we're in Bali. And I often, whenever I'm feeling lost, will be like, Hey, if you're up there and you're looking out for me, can you show me a sign? And that day I will see 11, 11 
on like I'll see it on either on my phone or on like the car radio or something like that both times like 11 11 in the morning 11 11 mm. at night and I'm like wow that that for me those signs that are real I know I love the 11 11 ones sometimes I um I think that I see 11 11 all the time because it's because I'm always on my fucking phone all the time or sometimes something really cool will happen at 11 11 like when I was selling my van last week the lady messaged me at 11 11 about coming to pick it up and she said like she she was spiritual and she was like this just feels right and stuff and she sent me like one of these one of the messages when we were negotiating stuff it came in at 11 11 it was kind of like her signing like saying I'm gonna come I'm gonna get it like it's happening just transferred the deposit kind of thing and it came in at 11 11 and she'd already told me she was spiritual and I was like see that shit's just that I can't I ignore that, that. 11-11 yeah. is a, a 100% a recurring number for me yeah. and apparently meant to, it meant to mean that you're on the right track. But Yeah. Know. Oh, no, I, yeah, I believe that one for sure. And I think um, I, I've experienced this so much and I don't need, like, again, I, I barely talk about it anymore. I just don't even need to tell anyone because I just have this such a strong knowing, like I just know it to be true. But my blood runs warm, I'll get goosebumps and I will just all of a sudden know chumps right here. And it happens all the time. I'll be with someone or I'll be alone or I'll be wherever or I'll be at home. Like it doesn't matter where or when or what I'm around, whether I'm in nature or not, and I just know he's right there. And sometimes I'll, I'll honestly feel that he's not there and I'll be like, he's, he's, he's just not with me right now. But sometimes I'll just have this overwhelming like power or energy around me and I just absolutely know and there's just no doubt in my mind. And I don't even need to talk about it or tell anyone. It's just like a... Knowing now, which is really cool. I've I've just learned so so much. Like I've, I've just like I'm way more in tune. I never used to. Chump used to always talk about energies and like, oh, I didn't like, I didn't feel that person. Like you know, they they had a bad feeling about them, and I'd be like, what the fuck? They seem nice. I don't know what you're talking about. Like he was very vibey with like sensing. Yes. you know, always been like in tune with how someone or so something you, makes him feel and I'm doing that now I'm very very in tune now like I second I think about every I feel everything out I'm not just like I, I'm way more observant and like in touch these days which I'm just loving <laughs> do you um <laughs> so you don't feel like he's at the, at your house more so than being out outdoor um I definitely feel like, like when, yeah, whenever I'm at home, particularly in my room, like places where I feel really calm and safe is when I feel like he's with me. Um, but, yeah, often when yeah. I'm at the beach or just out in nature doing things, I just feel he's around me or I just feel like I'm being guided. I just feel like I'm doing the right thing. Like sometimes if I'm having actual having so much fun or doing something fun that and and like part of me could sometimes be like oh why am I doing this like I feel guilty how come he's gone and I'm living and I'm actually having a genuine laugh right now and things like that I'll I'll all of a sudden feel like no he's happy for me he wants this he's with me he's he's guiding this like I know he would be he doesn't want me sitting at home fucking crying all the time like I need to have my breaks I need to have my balance Now to one of Elodie's widow wives, Lottie. From back on the 2nd of March 2022, you can find the episode titled, Finally, Elodie's widow sister, Lottie Bowser, joins us from across the globe. 
I remember like walking down the street feeling like an absolute serial killer that I was able to just walk down the street and you'd look around at like cafes and shops being open and people doing normal things and you'd be like, what are people doing out and about today? How come people are just sitting down having coffee? Chumpy just died. Like how, Mm. what? This is, this is not allowed. Like why are people doing normal things? Why am I even here? Like, Mm. I mean, you were literally in Mexico just on your own trying to figure out what the fuck had just happened. Mm. I had one of my best friends with me at that point. Like one of the girls flew over to be with me. Um, Obviously we did not think that Ben would die. And it was just one afternoon we were sat about to order some food and that daily call came in and I remember just freezing as I would every time because you just don't know what they're going to say. You know, one day he was stable, then it was critical, then it was stable, critical, stable. And this happened for 24 days straight, just up, down, up, down, never knowing what was coming. Exactly. And they were like, Lottie, you need to come to the hospital because Ben is about to pass. And it was like what the fuck I remember I can feel it in my body again now it was like the I was fully shaking like my entire body was just I had no control at that point and um we arrived just after he died but as I said I I still went in to see him which is a whole other I wouldn't wish that upon my worst Mm. enemy you know to see Mm. someone after they've passed let alone the love of your life like I couldn't do it no I think you made the right decision with that L um Mm. but I remember leaving that hospital like getting out of the gear and just my my friend having to physically carry me through and we were just putting one foot in front of the other and I said moment by moment I kept repeating moment by moment moment by moment because at that point it's like oh my god I can't even think about the next moment it was just like put my right foot forwards then my left then my right and my left. But I do remember that L there was like this distinctive moment where it just felt like the world turned black. Yeah. And I was having to go through the motions. Obviously I was in this hotel room. I still needed to feed myself. I needed to get taxis in order to get to the restaurants to feed myself. Mm. So I'd be sort of going through the motions, like sat ordering a fucking cafe latte. And I'd be like, my partner just died of organ failure with terminal cancer. And you're just like, what the fuck? I remember feeling that as well. And like, even though Chumpy wasn't my partner, like I remember the weekend after Chumpy passed away, I was just like, it was a a girlfriend's birthday. And I'm like, wait, I'm not allowed to go. Why, Why would I go to that and enjoy myself? Like how can, and then people are talking to you and you're like, how are you? And you're like, well, no no like don't One like of your best friends what yeah. do you think how the fuck do you think I am like and then Elodie is it and then I was like well why should I be allowed to be here and then Elodie not be about to be allowed to be here and then you like go through these motions in your head where you're thinking but like life goes like you're going like but life goes on like people yeah. not everyone knows him or not everyone you know it's the yeah. weirdest mm. thing that you go through in your head and you start trying to talk yourself out of the um validity yeah. of it like you're like well you, why Literally. would you? No, it's so. It's the weirdest thing ever. I don't know. I just. I. I, I fully get that when the world's just going around mm. you, and you just. The obviously, my, just... the level that I am on is completely different to the levels that you girls were on, but I yeah. still yeah. felt that, and it was so confusing because mm. you're like, life doesn't go on right now. Mm. It doesn't. Yeah. Fucking mm. space here. We've got to deal with this, but yeah. it really everything around you. You look at the next person on the corner, and you're like, 
you have no idea, do you? And then, Literally. but then you're also like, being, you don't know how, what they're going through. Cause maybe they're going through something. It's just, it's crazy. It's just, it's such a death is a real, and I hate that word, but death is a, yeah. a insane thing. It's crazy. It's fucking insane. The clock just literally keeps on ticking. I I remember being like really young and being at Warrywood Square, the local shopping centre, and finding out that Heath Ledger had just died. And I just remember looking around and I always think back to that moment because like obviously the fucking world just keeps going, but just like it's just so weird that people die every second of every day and like it's just allowed to happen and we're just meant to accept it. It fucking Mm. blows my mind. From the 4th of November 2021, here's Chloe and Elodie with their good friend Ellie, also known as Eggy, from the episode Let's Talk Lady Bits and Body Image with Ellie from Comfortable in My Skin. There's something in every single person's body that like they don't yeah. love. Like, I mean, look, I'm not I'm saying don't love, but like are insecure about because like we're obviously promoting self-love, so you've got to love your whole self. Um yeah. but I was like thinking before and like I I said to Ellie, she's like, what are you insecure about? And I was like, well, I've had lots of, I actually, when I was younger, I had my appendix out and I had this like scar that's like, I guess anyone else is, it was like a keyhole surgery, but like I have this scar like just below my Mm. um, underpant line and it kind of like healed. It's probably like one centimeter in um, size and it like healed like a little bit like keloid scar. Um, so it was like a little bit raised. And then after now having my um, laparoscopies and hysteroscopies at the beginning of this year, I've got like another three scars, like all in that area, like one towards my hip, one towards like a few more. And it's like, I mean, obviously I, I'm married and like Paul is like the only sexual partner that I have. But like I I feel like if I wasn't, I would definitely be, I wouldn't want to I'd feel weird being. Yeah, I'd say my my advice to that is to give yourself that part of your body extra love every single day. Like when you're in the shower and you're maybe doing a breast massage or if you're going to bed and you're masturbating if Paul's away or if Paul's (laughs) next to you, I would use oil and I would massage that part of my body and give it even more love than any other part of my body and try and connect with it. And you know what? You don't have to completely love every single part of your body, but you can accept it and you can say, okay, I have these scars that's reality. I'm going to have them every single day. So I'm going to give them extra love when I give my body love. And I think that doing those like morning or nighttime self-pleasure routines does help people so much. And I think it is a really important part. It should be part of everybody's day. Um, And especially if you have something that you feel self-conscious of, um, Elodie, I know maybe you were saying sometimes you don't love every part of your legs, but if you massage Mm. your legs and and give them more love. <laughs> I love um, you so much, seriously. You're like, when you can't guys... reach them right now. <laughs> yeah, can't, can't reach them like... right now. <laughs> but it's, you're so cute. You're like, yeah, if you girls are in the shower and maybe you're giving yourself a breast massage, maybe a massage. And I'm, I'm thinking, is this a thing we should, like, I'm going to implement that into my everyday routine, a breast massage. Why not? Like, that's stunning. Fully. <laughs> you should. But you absolutely should. I really, yes, it's important to... Yeah, be honouring and You have to do the work. Like so many people Mm. come to me and they're like, I've never had an orgasm. I've never, you know, I've never. 
And I'm like, but have you gotten to know your body? Have you put in the work? It's like, you know, it's someone saying, I can't play the piano. I'm like, have you ever practiced playing the piano? Have you spent the time? And, you know, that's the same thing with pleasure and with body positivity yeah. and all of that. You ha- it, it, it does take work. You have to put in the time and the love. One thing I, I do sometimes think like if sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't know if I feel like getting in a bikini today or something. I think when I'm like 80 and, you know, I'm down at the local pool doing laps in my one piece or whatever, I'll be like looking at these younger girls running around in bikinis, mm-hmm. looking just like free and young. And I'll I'll just be like, why? Like rip into a bikini while you can, like, <laughs> you know, not, not, not while you can, cause you can your whole life, but like we're in our twenties and thirties and forties and fifties. Like those are our years to be ripping into little, little bikinis and, and just like feeling free in, in that, like we don't, we shouldn't yeah. be, we shouldn't be co- covering up at this age. I mean, you we shouldn't be covering up, ever, yeah. but, but we just need a rocket and just, yeah, that's sometimes Rock I don't what you feel. got feel confident. You have to um, step out mm. of your comfort zone. I photographed a girl on the Northern Beaches again um, who hadn't worn a bikini for five years. She hadn't, if she'd been to the beach, she'd just worn like board shorts and she dove in and got out and I gave her homework for the next five weekends mm. in a row to go and spend two hours at the beach in a bikini and send me hot selfies and she <laughs> did it and she's like, it. it was about two years ago and she just spends half her life at the beach now and she was saying she feels so sad that she missed out on so many years of being in the ocean mm. um, because of worrying what other people, can you imagine not oh one other person God. would ever be looking at her judging her in a bikini. Literally. And it's, we build these things up in our head and it's really, really sad. And the last episode that gets referenced a lot is the episode How Fertile Are We? Your Period, The Pill, Endometriosis and Lucky Charms with Chloe's fertility specialist, Dr. Key Ong. From this episode aired on the 18th of November 2021, talking about AMH. Why should women get their AMH tested and can you explain what it's all about? That is such a great question. Uh, Well, AMH is a test of ovarian reserve and the good thing about this test is that it's not very invasive at all. It's a simple blood test and it gives you an overall view about you, you know, where you sit in terms of the egg numbers. But saying that, this test is a test of quantity and it's not a test of quality. Uh, people have misunderstood about this test is thinking that this will uh, reflect one's fertility. And Clearly, you know, with AMH, it has actually helped a lot of patients to know what they want to know, uh, what they want to do. They have a better understanding about their timeline. And, but just like any test, it's not perfect. Mm. Uh, but in my view, this test is still the best test that we have at the moment. And obviously in medicine, you don't rely on just one test. You also need to take the whole clinical picture into consideration. So AMH is actually a, uh, measurement, what we call anti-mullerian hormone, is a measurement of all the tiny follicles in the ovaries. So the more follicles you have in the ovaries, naturally the AMH will be higher. Whereas for people who have a smaller ovary with less follicles, then naturally the AMH will be lower. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it is also a very important test. As I said before, it is about the timeline. Just because you know, in our society at the moment, 30s are the new 20s. People are having children later in life. And also, 
when we talk about fertility care, it's very important to be talking to patients about how many children do you want to have? Mm -hmm. Because we, we, we don't have as much time as you know, the previous generation where they start in their 20s. So if someone, say, at 32 years old, if they want to have three children, they have to be mind, very mindful about their time. Mm. Okay, mm. Because we know uh, when they fall pregnant, which is fantastic news, but generally pregnancy is nine months, looking at babies a year, you always have to add on that birthdays, you know, another two birthdays. So birthdays are very important when it comes to the, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the chance of falling pregnant. Um, and also with my, because I've been in the States, obviously that I wanted to point out there for any listeners that we have that are from the United States, I always go on about my AMH being 3.2, but I've recently found out that the, the measuring it's different. So I believe, cause I was speaking to a fertility specialist over here and I was saying like, my AMH is 3.2 and they're like, well, that's not really that low. And it took us a while to work out that the actual mm. marker is different. So my marker over here is around 0.5. So just make sure wherever you are in the world, um, yeah. It, yeah, you just find out what it is in for your country sort of thing. Cause they're all yeah. different. Exactly, exactly. That really comes to a different reference range depending on the laboratory. Yeah. yeah. And such an important note, what you were saying, like some ladies could have a really low AMH reading, but the quality of the eggs might be really good, whereas some might have a really high AMH reading, but just really crappy quality eggs, right? Yeah. So, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because they, w when you're looking at AMH, you need to look at, uh, look at the AMH as in um, – how old you are, you know, what we call as expected uh, AMH in that age group as opposed to uh, uh, on the low side. So if someone, say, have 38, 39 birthdays, then we would expect that the AMH will be on the, on the low side. Whereas if someone is, say, 30 years old, then we would expect that the AMH will be higher. Yes, totally. Yeah. And why is it, Dr. Ong, that some, some doctors are a bit reluctant to test for AMH in young females? Yeah, I think it, it is because, again, it is, it is hard because one of the things, uh, criticism about AMH is that, you know, are we scaring people mm. uh, to having babies or are we not doing the right thing uh, by the patients? And this is why I believe if you're going to do a blood test for your patients, you need to know exactly what are you going to say to them. You are giving them the options as opposed to asking them mm. to have a baby now. And it's all about the, com the communication between the clinician and the patient and making sure that you're not scaring them, mm -hmm. making sure that you're giving them options in life yeah. because I've been in this work for quite a few years now and consistently one of the things that patients keep on saying to me is that, you know, I wish I knew about this test. I wish I've done something uh, more proactive yeah. uh, when I was younger. But again, you know, humanity, we are master of hindsight. We have never been great at predict predicting the future. So mm -hmm. having some control, you know, a knowledge about the AMH, you get all the information that's required as a consumer and then you decide the path yeah. of your journey. Yeah. You know, ultimately, no one can force you what to do. But certainly, this is not a test to say that you have to have a baby now mm. because mm. You, sh you know, really important to know that you should not have a baby when you're not ready. Yeah, Okay. Exactly. It's just that 
you know, nowadays we have modern technology that can serve the purpose of fertility preservation and hence giving people the options in the future. Yes. So I know some of you are sick of hearing from me and trust me, I'd rather be listening and editing new content too. But everyone needs a break every now and then and we will be getting back to our regularly scheduled program of Darling Shine with me just back in the background pushing the buttons the way I like it very soon. Producer Carly out. 